the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It's a delight to bring back our dear friend Brett Johnson. He is a partner with the Snell and Wilmer Law Firm based here in Phoenix. Offices around the country. He gives us our constitutional update every week. Brett, thanks for joining us again. Oh, thank you, Seth. You know, the progressive and the, and the woke and, and, and just the currents of our time really make a lot of uh, creative uh, opportunities for the law. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, there's a lot going on that we probably never saw coming 10 years ago or could train for. And uh, you're good at distilling some of this for us, a lot of this for us. Um, tell us about this interesting case. Set it up for us and tell us about this interesting case involving the EEO, the employment uh, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, a case out of Tennessee that we're, our attorney general here in Arizona is involved in as well. Yes, thank you, Seth. And it is, it is interesting. And some of the legal theories that are being used um, haven't been used in a very long yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so it, it was, so it, it, it's kind of nice to get, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an originalist guy. And so when we go back to what the actual meaning of the Constitution is, and, uh, um, and just setting the stage real quick, uh, a lot of people want to talk about the issues that we're going to talk about today. But in reality, it's more, again, and I've talked about before on the show, it's more of the courts holding the executive and the legislature into accordance with the Constitution right. and saying, hey, we, we don't really are passing judgment on your policies. We're just saying you're not doing it right. Yeah. You need to dot your eyes and cross your T's and, yeah. and act like a government. So <laughs> act like a constitutional that, republic. Yeah, I love it. Okay. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's very, very simple. And, and, and if they would just do that and spend, uh, instead of like going going off uh, off of the Constitution, they'd probably do a lot better on their policy decisions. Yeah, but that being said, using yeah. Tennessee... Um, uh, the Arizona Attorney General and uh, I think about 20 other attorney generals, they sued both the, the EEOC and the Department of Education um, in Tennessee um, to basically address what right when President Biden came into office, he, ba- he issued another executive order which overturned an executive order from President Trump. And President Trump's order had overturned an executive order from President Obama in regard to policies and procedures dealing with transgender um, both in the employment and the employee space, as well as in the school. So that's why we have the Department of Education, students, um, and the EEOC, which deals with regulations of employees or welfare of employees. Yep. And one, one of the and, and the, the main issue that so as part of that executive order directed both agencies to come out with policies. Department of Education, the EEOC did, which is basically you can't have any type of um, in, in quote-unquote discrimination in regard to um, um, transgender. So if somebody who identifies um, as to one gender, they're allowed to use that, that gender's bathroom regardless of the consequences for the other employees or the other students. Right. So from putting that as context, the, the attorney generals sued 
and they basically said, where is your statutory authority to do that mm-hmm. within both the EEOC and the Department of Education? Mm-hmm. And, and with the judge, the judge agreed with them mm-hmm. and basically said is that both from an, what's called an Administrative Procedures Act case, that's what I've, I've mentioned before, and also the non-delegation doctrine. Right. Congress did not give you that authority. Um, they, that the court basically put an injunction as to two of those laws. Well, Pre- President Biden, and um, um, not to be dissuaded and, and really trying to use this as, as an issue, then directed the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and you're probably scratching your head, U.S. Department of Agriculture, what do they have to do with it? Well, the USDA is in charge of what's called the SNAP program. Yeah, and it there it is, ketchup fun. for vegetables. Yeah. I remember go. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vegetables. Yeah. yeah. And, and they give about 30 million children um, across the nation, either breakfast or lunch or both, in schools, both private schools as well as public schools, so parochial schools can, can qualify for this funding, and basically use everything that was overturned by the judge and said, if you want our money for the food, for these 30 yeah. million children, yeah. you're going to now have to do these policies and procedures. So yeah. last week, the attorney general again sued in Tennessee, obviously Tennessee being a, a now favored state, yeah. um, and 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 are, are looking to to basically put a hiatus on that law too. So it's going to be interesting. But again, this really isn't. It's a, it's about policy. It's obviously one of the reasons why attorney generals or elected leaders are going for this. But they're also using it for a higher reason. Is like. Between our governments, you, you have to do it right. Let me do this, Brett. I, I got to take a threat. quick yep. – let me do this. I got a quick commercial break. This brings up so many big issues. If I can keep you another segment, I want to pursue – I want to chase down some of these lanes with you if I can a little bit because uh, – Thank you. Let me take a quick commercial break. Brett Johnson is our guest. SWlaw.com is where you can reach out to him if you ever need to. Uh, and um, if you ever do need to, you won't find a better lawyer. I am Seth Leapson. He is Brett Johnson. There's a lot on the table here. Uh, if you take the government's money, uh, what are the contours as to what they can uh, tell you and what you can do against their wishes? There's another huge question about law by administrative state action, law by executive order, law by non-delegation from Congress. Brett and I will pick all that up when we come right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Brett Johnson uh, from the Snell and Wilmer Law Firm is our guest, bringing up a lot of interesting issues on a case out of Tennessee. Brett, you know, one of the first things that pops into a lot of people's minds in hearing about this case and the US use of executive orders, I think we have to explain uh, one thing, which is if we govern by executive order, you can ungovern by executive order, which is why, you know, we we, we, we would hope we would create less and less policy through executive order, right? I mean, is that fair enough to say? I mean, there's very little that stops um, a, a Trump from from over overruling an Obama and executive order or Biden overruling an, a, a Trump executive order. That's what happened here, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, 
And, um, and it does happen, you, usually at the end of, uh, or the beginning of an administration, let's put it that way. Yep. Um, there's, uh, when, when rules and regulations are coming through, there's usually, unless they're final and for emergency purposes, there's a, there's a waiting period for implementation, which makes sense. Yep. If you're, if you're going to have like an environmental issue and you have to go buy a new machine, you got to give me six months to go buy the machine right. before I, I have to start using it. Right. Um, and, and, and so when, New administrations come in, they usually immediately put a moratorium mm-hmm. on any regulation, unless it's national security usually, um, moratorium on any executive orders that were placed by the previous administration uh, for a, a review period. And then they slowly start undoing those, and those because those are going to cause less impact if they are never put into place in the first place. Right. In the first place. Right. But then they, they so then they start reviewing the other ones, and in, and in this case was the President Obama one on um, Title IX applying to schools right. with transgender allowing them sports and schools um, and bathrooms, and 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 President Trump revoked that one. Right. And, I, and actually, that case was in the middle of a lawsuit, ironically. And um, it's always interesting when there's a change of administrations because the Department of Justice says, "Yesterday I was on this side, and now yeah. I'm on that." Right. So right, exactly. It's, it's all it's all great. And, so, and that's just kind of how our, our, our system is. But executive orders, you gotta remember, executive orders are based on, on either statutory authority that was given to the president, the executive by by statute, or their inherent ability under Article Two right. of the US Constitution. They say this is my right. Right. Um, so again, whatever that, that new executive can do, they can they can overturn. But it, it's really not a good way of governing. I think most people would appreciate that is especially in the modern era where the impact of a law might not be felt for four or five years or right. the impact of an executive order. Right. So it's it's one of those ones that are frowned upon. But now, one, you, of, one, of the things that, one of the things that could stop it in a case like this, this is actually a question, I shouldn't say it so declaratively, couldn't one of the things that stops this kind of um, chaos, I think that's a, that's a fairly neutral word for what, what's going on here, uh, when we switch laws on big issues between administrations, would be Congress weighing in on this, right? If Congress passed a law, an executive order, I think I'm right, typically can't overrule yes. or can't overcome congressional legislation, right? Or co- yeah, congressional well, and passed legislation, <laughs> yeah, right? Right, well, yeah, I mean, many presidents have tried, and yeah. they usually get sued because right. of it, right? Right. But you're, but you're absolutely right. And, and one of the problems, not only at the federal um, level and at the state level, and sometimes even at the municipal level, some of these laws that are going through are just so big and voluminous and yeah. trying to capture because you're trying to make Senator Manchin happy or right. Senator Cinema happy. And so you're throwing things in and you're not able to really kind of stay on topic and give really clear guidance because you're trying to cram so many things in. And because of that, when you have that ambiguity, um, you know, agencies like the EEOC and the Department of Education are able to say, Hey, I'm going to use that ambiguity, which yep. is also part of the test that I'll bore you. But then, all and then basically say this is what Congress meant to right. give me the authority, right. and try to make that argument. And this Supreme Court has really walked back that yeah. that deference to the agency um, in in making those kind of determinations. Brett, the other question I, I would guess that would come up is if you are a uh, transgender uh, person, employee of a school system that takes federal money. Um, what what you know you you want to sue on a policy what are you looking at in the constitution to claim a violation of your constitutional rights i mean are we just adding everything to the 14th amendment these days there's no transgender protection under the civil rights act i don't think 
No, no. So they are. It, it's still tied to the civil. It is still tied to the Civil Rights Act primarily, which then is tied to the Fourteenth Amendment. The 14th so Amendment, if, if a, yeah, if, yeah if, so if a per, um, if a person is uh, you know feels like a policy is actually hindering one of those rights, that's how that's how they would bring it as like what's called a nineteen eighty three claim. Right. My civil rights right. are being violated, right. um, and so then they try to use those nuggets. Now, of course, after you know the recent Boggs opinion by the Supreme Court, the, the right to privacy, um, which it was uh, you know I don't want to say removed, but but definitely not read into the Constitution any further, and for which some of these laws were based upon, right, right. are going to be tougher. So, yeah. so don't forget though, and, and obviously this, this case that we're talking about, the EEOC, Department of Education, and the USDA case. So Congress always has the power of the purse. Yep. Always. Yep. And so that is going to be um, the, the one constitutional hook is, is that if you don't want our money, then don't and you don't have to follow our policies. But if you want our money, you're going to have to uh, deal with the strings that are attached. And regardless of a Republican or or, um, or or Democrat or which way of your traditional philosophy, that's kind of like an unwritten uh, you know gold golden standard where nobody really objects to it when the money is tied to it. If and Congress is speaking, not the Secretary of the Health and Human Services, right? Congress is tying tying that to money, that policy to money. They're able to do it. Yeah, this goes back, uh, gosh, a long time. I guess the first time I was made aware of that whole thing, we were both young, uh, had to do, I think it might have been an Elizabeth Dole case in the Reagan administration. It had to do with, I, I think, transportation funds and speed yeah, laws, a, right? Really- yeah. Yeah. It is the reason why yeah. you have to be 21 years of age that's, to get alcohol. That, uh, that's it. That's <laughs> what it was. Okay, that's exactly. That is, and so South South Dakota sued and, and said, "Hey, listen, if you're if you're in the military, and you're you're good enough to serve in the military at age 18, you're good enough to be able to buy a drink." That's um, right. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of aligned with some of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being, having been in the military, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, they they said then then absolutely South Dakota, you can you can be that way, but but you don't get the federal money for transportation. For a case that I, I was involved in when I was actually in the service, it's called the Solomon Amendment yep. case, and it was against Yale University, yep. which is the, the the main universities who take hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars of federal money every year, not for tuition, but for research and grants. Yep. And and it said, listen, if you want our money for these great projects, you, you have to let our recruiters on campus so we can recruit the best and the brightest. That's right. It just goes all the way back to the founding of our country. And these schools said, no, we don't want your recruiters, but we want your money. Yep. And that was a unanimous case. Yep. There, was, there was no dissension in that case where the court said, Yale, if you, if you want their money, you're going to have to let the Navy recruiter on campus. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And you're not going to find me a university in this country that doesn't, out, outside of Hillsdale, that doesn't want that federal money, yeah. which is why you don't have to That's check right. those silly boxes when you apply to Hillsdale as to what race you are, because That's they right. don't take a... Brett, we had a bunch of other cases, but this was so deep and good. Um, I'm going to have to save the others for next week, if that's cool with you. That sounds good to me. No, this was big. Thank you, Brett Johnson, Snell and Wilmer. I appreciate it so much, as does our audience. Godspeed, sir. Thank you all. You betcha. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.